what is up everyone welcome to another episode of chat with dan this is your host dan for this episode we have an amazing guest as always coming to the show but before we start i want to make sure that you're having an amazing day or evening depending where you are and also remember that every day is a beautiful day because you exist so without further more let's get started Hey, hey. Hey, awesome. So, Bailey, how are you today? I'm great. I'm good. Had a nice walk this morning. It's kind of a group fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a good day so far. How are you? Yeah, doing good as well. You're doing good as well. You know, a little bit busy here and there with the whole interview, but I mean, we're pretty much we are just living the dream. So, that's cool. You so, are. welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now, Thanks before we start, us. I have to give you a badass welcome to the show. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, starting with the whole interview now. Tell me how your passion for acting started. Well, when I was in 5th grade, Um, we had a mandatory musical that we had to do. And ours that year was called Get on Board with Citizenship. It was written by somebody, you know, one of the teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I had never sang on stage before except for in chorus, which was also I think mandatory at the time. And I had never said lines on stage or done anything like that. And I went and I auditioned and I got this huge solo in the show. Yeah. to sing. And I fell in love right there. That's that's when I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And um I went through then, you know, I thought at first I wanted to move to New York and do musical theater and, you know, be on stage, but then in 7th grade I started watching Grey's Anatomy and I decided I needed to be an actor. Well, first I was like I want to be a surgeon. Yeah. And yeah. then I said No, I want to play one on TV. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I then from there I continue to do a lot of musicals. I continue to do, to do all the plays and things in uh school. But um, yeah, then I decided I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to move to LA. That's epic right there. So, starting with your career in theater. So, mm-hmm. you were in Uh, Les Miserables, tell me about your character and what did you enjoy the most about that play? So I played Cosette in mm-hmm. Les Mis and I have to say the music in that show is some of the most incredibly beautiful music in mm-hmm. any musical I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Just down to the choral parts, down to the, you know, epic solos that the characters have. Yeah. Um, the duets the just the arcs in that show and just how incredibly moving it is um you know playing Cosette was so fun because she's just kind of the you know the ingenue and i had never done anything where i had to sing so high yeah uh multiple nights in a row so i was you know throat coat tea every day um you know steaming every single day uh i got really 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 into the role um 
you know, I, I was, what was I doing? I was, I was doing like hand sewing and mm. just things that you, you would think you would do in the, you know, during the time period. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I, I had an absolute blast with that show. I think if I could, if I had a life goal, it would, to, it would be to play every single female character in that show uh, before I die, so. Okay. Okay. That's a good goal. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're they're all so great. Um I I did I loved that show so much. That's so cool. Yeah. And how you usually prepare a character for a play? So when it comes to a play, I start with the text. Mm. You know, you take the play, you read it a bunch of times, and you learn as much as you can about the character about yeah. the circumstances about the opinions that your character has you ask your character why a lot yeah. i find um so i sit down then and i take you know a journal i i always take it as an excuse to go buy a new journal which i love to do yeah. and i start with like a stream of consciousness mm. and i and i write down and I start anywhere with the character, you know, where is the character from? Or, you know, this one line really spoke to me. Why, why does she say that? And I go through and I, and I just write it all out. And then I also take um, a list of prompts from Meisner that have a ton of different questions that go really, really in depth about your character. Just things that you wouldn't even think about. Like, what's your character's favorite food? Yeah. Um, you know what's their favorite show what kind of music do they listen to um sometimes i will figure out either if we have any context clues from the play or if uh, i have to make it up in my head find out the character's birthday look mm -hmm. up their astrological chart you know are they a scorpio that's going to inform the character a little bit more than yeah. a character that's a taurus right um so I go through and I and I make it very, very, very specific because you have a lot of time. Well, more mm -hmm. time than you would on a TV show, um, sometimes even a movie to really dive really, really deep into the specifics of a character while you're in rehearsals for a play. Because usually you have, you know, a couple of weeks on a play um, of rehearsals and, and script analysis and things like that. So I get very, very, very specific and I write it all down. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I prepare. And then, you know, from there you do rehearsals, you learn your lines and all of those things. And I feel like as you go through a process of a show, you learn so much about the character as you go, even into the run of a show. Mm -hmm. So say, you know, you're past opening night. Now you're on like week three and you hear a line from one of your co-stars differently and you respond differently and you're like whoa i didn't i didn't know that that was that that was in there you know and yeah. it's it's so exciting and and there's so much adrenaline with the play you know a live performance and you know i'm, I'm so happy that you're asking me these questions because i miss live theater so much yeah. And it's been a while since I've been on stage. I've been doing a lot of this, like this type of theater where I'm, you know, either on Instagram or I'm doing a Zoom reading, but there is, there is nothing like being on stage. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree on yeah. that.
And what do you think is the key uh, for a play to be a successful one? I think that has to do with the team. Mm -hmm. The team has to be healthy. The team has to be really excited about what they're doing. You know, theater, you know, is is a passion, I think. I mean, not, there's a lot of schools of thought on this and there's a lot of different variables attached, but yeah. I feel like theater is definitely more of a, of a passion project, especially in LA. Mm. Um, I am very lucky to be a part of a theater company called I Am A Theater Company. They are an incredible LA theater community and we specialize in new works and dynamic new works and working with, you know, new artists, new playwrights, new actors, directors from, you know, every walk of life, every corner. And it, you know, when you're, when you're taking a new piece and you're either workshopping it or you're putting it up for the first time or you're staging it, Yep. It takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of, you know, creativity mm. and it, it takes every single person on that team to create something like that. And it is coming out of a place of passion, um, out of a place of, of love, a love for the craft. So everybody needs to be on board to create something amazing, I would say. And, um, you know, the last thing that I worked on before the shutdown, it was called Found. It was a musical and I was understudying in it. I was understudying a couple roles and I was um, a dance captain. And our director, Moritz, he's wonderful. I miss him very much. Um, he would always say after we would, you know, go through staging something really nuts, really crazy. It was a very fun um, musical comedy. And he would say, what are we making? And that's that's the type of energy that you want in any production. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you just want it to be fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. And and you want you want it to be a very positive room at all times. And yes, it gets frustrating. Yes, the hours get long. Yes you know, you're, you're problem solving and it, and it gets kind of crazy, but it, as long as everybody's positive and really excited to be there and really excited to create something that we're all like, what are we making? Then you're going to have a really, really, really good production. That's awesome. Preach on that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Now you have been in several other places <clears throat> such as uh, sexual perversity in Chicago, Legally Blonde, the musical, Spring Awakening, Orange is a New Musical, Songs for a New World, Bad Juice, American Hero, uh, Found a New Musical. Tell me, those are my dogs, by the way. I'm so sorry. I, I mean, love I live, them. I live with three dogs, so it's, impossi it's impossible. But to, even if the tiniest leaf drops from the tree, Listen, they're going to start barking. You know? I'm a huge You need to tell me. I'm sorry. I have to interview you now. What kind of dogs are they? All right. So I have a husky. Uh, the second one is kind of a collie. I mean, he, he was adopted, so I don't know exactly what kind of breed is it. And the third one, apparently it's a pit bull, but he's growing a lot 
more than usual. I mean, he he's right now the average size of a pit bull, but he's still a puppy. So I'm still so I'm still wondering what's kind of a, you know like the like the size that he's going to grow at some point. But for example, the husky, he's like yeah, that, that's a husky. Oh. Uh, I can hear him. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. Like he's not the average husky you will you will see. Uh, yeah, he just he's very tall. So. so cute. I love huskies. I love how they talk. You know, you get used all to of it. the yeah. TikToks that I've seen of all the huskies that get um, musical accompaniments behind them. That's my favorite side of TikTok. Yeah, it's, have, and, for sure. and, and it is true. Let me tell you that whenever you will like sometimes like every now and then whatever if, I, if i'm making breakfast or something of course whatever i'm doing something in the kitchen all the three are there waiting to see you know if i could share you know so uh but the husky i will sometimes talk with him and he will reply in his own kind of voice you know like, rrr, rrr, making all sounds and i'll be like okay yeah you're right about that so yeah it's true it's true but sometimes whenever it's funny because with this guy so he's huge right uh, mm -hmm. but whenever i'll i'll take him to the vet you know, for some monthly checkup or something, if they have to put him like a vaccine or something, he will cry like, like, like if I was cutting his, uh, his, his ear, for example, because he makes like this crying and he moves, it's just horrible, but it's, it's, uh, it's funny because he's just exaggerating too much. And, uh, and the, doctor, yeah. the, the, the other day was saying like, it, like how funny it is that this guy is huge and he's acting like a baby. And I'm like, yeah, well, I think that's my fault for, for spoiling him, but yeah. Huskies are dramatic, you know? Yeah. I feel like if I were to come back as a dog, it would definitely be a husky, because I love to sing and I love to be dramatic. So there it is. Yeah, yeah totally. I but love yeah, it. They're amazing, they're amazing. But uh, actually, in the, in, the, in the last interview that the, that I had a couple of uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, the husky was, yeah, he, he, he came inside the room and because he thinks he's little, not he thinks he's little he almost dropped my setup here it was a mess i had to like finish the interview as soon as possible because he was just making a lot of mess here i was like dude and as soon as the interview was done i just looked at him like are you happy and he just he just got up and leave and i was like okay okay, okay cool yeah thanks so much yeah keep doing what you do yeah. it's like pay attention to me dad yeah interview me yeah totally. <laughs> that's so funny totally. or otherwise Sometimes I will be in the middle of an interview and I will have, for example, the puppy right next oh. to me and I will be just pet him while I'm doing the whole interview. So, yeah. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, they're that's the so best. cute. They're the best. I love them. But yeah, they're just a mess sometimes. They're a mess. Dogs, they, they have a mind of their own. Yeah. They do what they want. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. So, okay. yeah, so back with the whole interview here. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the I have the questions in front of me. I was like very prepared. It was like I was going to school. I like I like printed it all out. Um <laughs> I think you were you were talking about some of the um plays and musicals yeah. that I've done. Yeah, so you have yeah. plays such as Sexual Perversity in Chicago, Legally Blonde the Musical, Spring Awakening, Orange is a New Musical, Songs for a New World, Bad Juice, American Hero, Found and your musical. So tell me from all of those performances, what are some of the highlight moments? Okay. Um, Sexual Perversity in Chicago was the first play that I was cast in in college. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Finnegan was our director. Um, you know, he passed actually la last year, two years ago. 
Um, and he was just a wonderful teacher, so eccentric. Um, you know, me and my classmates, you know, since his passing have said, you know, we feel like he saw something in us that we didn't see in ourselves that we're still sort of searching for now. You know, he, I mean, cause this play is, is nuts. It's, it's written for 30 year olds. We were all like 18 yeah. uh, doing this play. And I played a really just bitter, jaded preschool teacher um, or kindergarten teacher. I think it was preschool teacher. I have to reread this play. It's been a long time. David Mamet, it's so good. Um, but I just remember that's when I when I started doing everything that I just told you about, um, you know, preparing a character and, mm -hmm. and having that list of prompts. That's when I got that list of prompts was, was from him. And I went through and I made a playlist. I had a whole playlist for this yeah. character. And like, I just had an absolute blast. We did it in this black box and had very little furniture, very little props. That was my first time doing anything where we, we barely had anything on stage. So that was interesting. I, I came from doing musicals in high school. Um, so that was my, that was like my first big play that I ever did. And that one was, was really fun. Um, uh, what else? So Spring Awakening and Legally Blonde, I also did while I was in Buffalo. Um, that's where I'm from. And Spring Awakening was so fun because it's just like a show about a bunch of kids in Germany, um, yeah. discovering themselves and it's a rock musical it's actually one of my favorite soundtracks of a musical ever um i remember my cousin gave it to me when i was in high school and i just listened to it on a loop it was my favorite so to be able to perform it, it was like such a dream come true i played a character named ilsa and uh she was like a very free spirited, lived in an artist's colony, had a really dark past. Um, and the songs that she sang were just so, you know, deep and soulful. And I was, I was going through sort of a weird time. It was college, but still, I was still going through like sort of like a weird thing at the time. And, and I remember that role really um, like spoke to me and um, I would, I always say that if I had to play one role in a musical for the rest of my life, it would be Ilsa and Spring Awakening. I would do it every night. It's it's amazing. Um, and then and then Legally Blonde was also in Buffalo. Loved playing Elle Woods. Loved playing Elle Woods. Would do it again, 100%. That's cool. Uh, actually, that's I'm cool. the, the mug that I'm drinking out of right now is my Legally Blonde the musical mug. That's cool. That's, that's <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, then when I moved out to LA, my first musical out here was um, Orange is the New Musical. Mm -hmm. I played Piper Chapman. Uh, I literally had just moved here. It was, yeah, 2016. And I met so many wonderful people on that production it, it was like sort of like my first theater community out here and we just had a blast we did it in this tiny black box in the valley um called the white fire which is a wonderful little theater and um we played every friday night 
for sold out audiences all through like July of that year. And it was, it was such a blast. It was such a crazy, crazy show mm -hmm. and a crazy first show to be doing out here. Um, and then uh, Bad Jews was also at the White Fire. That was the next summer. Um, and I did that. I was a replacement for a cast that had gone up at one of the colleges in the area and they wanted to extend, you know, over the summer and you did it at the White Fire. I played um, Melody and she was kind of a dumb, ditzy girlfriend of one of the main characters. And it was so much fun to play. I had to sing really badly in that show. Which, weirdly enough, and this is not, I'm not trying to sound any type of way, but it was very hard to sing off key. <laughs> and I kept on my director, Anna Steers. I miss her and love her too. She's, she's a wonderful director. Um, she, she would always be like, no, you got to do it worse. You got to do it worse. Sing it worse. I'm like, uh, okay. And it was, it was a lot. She was like, I can tell that you're a singer, like, like trying to sing bad like stop you, you need to just like throw any singing training you have out the window and just be literally terrible and really really proud of yourself being terrible <laughs> um so that was that was interesting it was that was a really really fun show um and then american hero and found um both were with i am a theater company mm -hmm. uh and American Hero, I understudied. I, I understudied um, the part of Sherry, the um, sandwich artist at a um, at a shop at a sandwich shop, um, and it was it was really really fun. She was very awkward, and um, you know, worked at both the sandwich shop and a taco place at the same mall, and like slept in her car, and like worked these insane hours and was like really always sort of worried about everything it was yeah. and she ended up being the hero of the show um it was it was that was a really really fun show um really great team uh i got really really close with my fellow understudies we would all get together and run lines like at each other's apartments um, you know, being an understudy is so is such an interesting experience because you you get to sit in the audience and, and sort of watch what's happening. You get a couple of run throughs on the stage if you're lucky, and then you know you go in and fill in, or you um, have an understudy show for one night, and it's just a really special and really really hard experience. Um, and also probably one of the most rewarding experiences I've I've had is is being an understudy. Um, and that was my first understudy experience was an American hero. Um, and then my second one was in Found, um, which was the musical I did and it shut down during the pandemic, during the during the shutdown. We did not get to finish the run, which was really sad, but you know. A lot of shows had that happen to them, and uh, it was it was so special. Um, that was my first time understudying two roles at the same time, and also my first time being dance captain on a show, okay. which was crazy. Um, you know, you had I had to know everybody's track, uh, dancing track, where they were, what they did, how they moved, 
um, for the whole show. So that was that was crazy. And then I, you know, learned two parts on top of that. Um, I also got very, very tight with that cast. We're still in a group chat um, on WhatsApp, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And we we did get to see each other after the pandemic. Um, well, not after the pandemic, like uh, like a few months ago, right after everybody got vaccinated, we all got yeah. to see each other. And um, it was really, it was very, very special to see everybody again because we didn't get a proper goodbye, you know? We just, we, we did a closing night on Zoom where we all just got together and, and talked for a little bit, but it was, um, that was a really, really cool experience. Um, I think all of my LA experiences in theater have been really, really special. And like I said before, like out of a place of, of passion and real love, for the art because LA is you know not as big of a theater town as is is New York is as I mean this is what people like to say I don't necessarily believe this but they say you know New York is where you go for theater or Chicago is where you go for theater but I really I really feel like the LA theater community is is very 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 special and I'm very lucky to be a part of it and to have had these experiences and you know on top of this I've done like a ton of readings a ton mm-hmm. of um I've met so many people through those two that have that have led me into different um factions of the television industry and and film and all that stuff too so it's yeah theater theater has been a massive massive blessing in my life especially out in LA wow yeah that's that's epic badass i mean that's really cool <laughs> <Wow>. that's great <laughs> yeah now tell me how you usually prepare before a musical like okay, what's so your be- routine you do before a musical i run a mile okay i run a mile okay um it's really it's very good for getting your breathing going mm. and i don't run very fast i actually for the longest time on my instagram my uh bio said slowest runner in the world because it's true i run very slow <laughs> i'm not uh i don't i don't do any any fast running um i'm not really sure if i could even if i tried but uh so zombie apocalypse probably wouldn't be the best case scenario for me i could run for a long time though just very slow um but anyway running gets the gets the blood pumping gets gets your breathing going mm-hmm. gets your diaphragm going i mean it just sort of it gets everything flowing so then because i i find that when singing through an entire show like when i did legally blonde for instance i i was on stage like the entire show um i sang the entire show i was talking yeah. the entire show i was dancing the entire show yeah And if your breath isn't in check, forget about it. You know, you're going to get on stage and you're going to be you're going to be out of breath. Um, so warming up with with a run is the first thing that I do whenever I'm in a musical. And I know I have to sing and dance and and speak for a long period yes. of time just to get the breathing going. And then usually after I do my run, I will steam for a little while. I have like one of those steamers and I just kind of sit there and I get the vocal cords nice and moist and get them ready to go yeah. um i put on music i chill out um you know when i'm in a musical we're usually doing our own makeup so i put my makeup on i take my time i feel like especially for legally blonde i was always the first one in the dressing room 
and I would sit and just get all my stuff together, get all situated, put on my music scheme, and then put, start putting on my makeup. And then I do a pretty extensive vocal warm up. Um, sometimes it's led by the director, which is always fun. But um, when it's not, you know, I I would get in my car. Um, you know, it sort of depended on what theater you were at. So when I was in LA, like when I was doing um, Songs for a New World, um, I would get in my car and I would warm up to the highest note, like actually um, a step higher than the highest note that I had to sing in the show, mm-hmm. make sure it was there. Okay. And then I'd go down the lowest note I was singing in the show, make sure that was there. And then I'd sing through all my vowels and do like a very uh, extensive vocal warm up in my car. And then I would I would go in and you know those ten minutes or thirty minutes before curtain just kind of chill and zen out. Um, sometimes I'd do another physical warm up like um, in our mime class in college we did this thing called plastic circle where you kind of go through all of your extremities basically and and just twist them around like this so this is you know the wrists you do your head you know your your ankles all that i don't know it's like it's kind of like a full body really quick warm-up you can do backstage so i i would normally go through that for myself and then you take a deep breath and you get on that stage and you and you sing the whole show and you do it musicals are crazy yeah they're really yeah. fun. I I really miss doing musicals. That's for sure. Wow. Now, if you could describe your career at the moment in a play or a musical, what would be the title of it? Okay. Do we want an actual musical or do we want, like, I'm writing a musical about the current place I am in my career? Both. Both. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> um... I had to pick a musical or a play of my life at this very moment. That's really hard. I shouldn't have asked you this because now I have to come up with it. Because I had an answer. <laughs> I had an answer for this question and now I'm like, oh God. Uh, oh man. Ah, uh, that's hard. Okay, well, I'll come up with the I'll I'll come up with that in a minute. But um, I would say, if I had to name the musical and write it, it would be called The Precipice. Okay. Because I feel like right now, in terms of of my life and my career and and where I am exactly at this moment, I have a couple of really exciting things coming up right now, like premieres. Yeah. That's really exciting. Um, you know, a lot of positive shifts in my career, especially this year, um, that have, you know, I think put me on a different plane than I was the year prior. And, um, you know, new team members, new things like that. And, um, you know, I, I am in post for a film that I just produced, which is really exciting. Um, so I just think I have like a lot of things on the horizon. So we were on the precipice of something. And okay. I have no idea how that uh, that uh, it would be like, we are on the precipice. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be something like that. It would it would be like a massive choral number at the beginning, at the top of the show. 
like sun rising. That's what I picture. Okay. However, okay, but if I had to pick a musical, I think it would be Legally Blonde. I think like right now, um, I'm at I'm at the I'm at the end of Act One of Legally Blonde, which ends with her finding out that she got an internship mm. with her ex boyfriend. She proved him wrong, and she studied really really hard. She got into Harvard. No one believed in her. No one thought that she could do it. No one thought she had what it takes. They were like, "Oh, you're just this dumb blonde from California, you know, following your boyfriend to Harvard. That's so ridiculous." And she proved everybody wrong. And that, so the, the, the song is uh, So Much Better that um, ends act two. It's like this massive, amazing powerhouse uh, number. And yeah, I think that's, I think I'm at the end of act one of Legally Blonde. Good, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's a good place to be. Totally, I agree. Now, what advice could you give to people who recently started acting in place? I would say... Be very specific mm. while you read. Take notes. Fall in love with the process. Okay. The process is a little bit, can, can be grueling sometimes in a play, but it's always, always, always rewarding. Um, I would say listen. Mm. Listen to your directors and, and your scene partners. And I think most importantly, have fun and definitely become friends with your castmates because you are going to be spending a lot of time with them. And you better get to love each other. And you will. You will. I mean, okay. there's there's a reason why you, you got cast with that group of people. And it's because, you know, the, the team thought that you guys would mesh well together. And that's usually how it goes. They kind of cast friends. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now Moving on to your film experience, let's start with Bland Larson. Tell mm -hmm. me about the character and about that film as well. <laughs> Bland Larson, he was so much fun. Um, my friend Brandon, he's from Buffalo. He's a director, writer, producer. Um, I actually did my first film ever with him in Buffalo. It was a 48-hour film festival, which that you need to love making films if you're gonna if you're gonna do a 48 hour film festival because yeah. those things are crazy grueling hours and so much fun i mean some of the most fun i've ever had on set um so brandon moved to la a couple years after me um and we really wanted to produce something together and, and act in something together so I have this uh, scene in, in my reel where I'm like robbing a place mm -hmm. and he saw it and he got the inspiration to write this short for us where we're robbing a place in broad daylight. Um, and <laughs> and my character's on a date with like a rich guy and we're, we're going in to like rob him. Okay. Um, so it's like a really silly premise and um, you know, Brandon is like an incredible stunt guy, yeah. um, incredible martial artist and gymnast. 
Um, so he wanted to write himself something that was like very much physical, like very much um, settled in physical comedy. And for me, it was it was fun because I was playing the, the the straight man of the of the piece. So mm -hmm. I was like the normal one. Where everybody else around me, I'm like, I'm I'm trying to rob this place, and we're gonna do it, and everybody just needs to keep it together. And you know, Brandon's character comes up, you know, over a balcony, dressed in like a full ski suit, you know, with the ski mask and like in all black, and it's broad daylight. And I'm like, dude, this is not how you rob a house in broad daylight. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So I mean, he was mostly excited about me having to push him over the balcony. Brandon himself as as the human artist but I said sir I'm not pushing you off of this balcony so we did fake it don't tell anyone well I just told everybody here yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah we had we had an absolute blast filming that it was um you know a lot of uh friends from Buffalo that came and helped and um some great friends from LA who who were uh on it and uh that's on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to go ahead and stream it, it's fun. It's it's a fun little piece. But um, yeah, that's sort of a new role that I've found myself in as a producer. So mm -hmm. I've been producing some stuff, and um, yeah, that was that was the the uh, one one of the ones that I did this year. Okay. Yeah. And how usually how you usually pre uh, prepare for a character for a film? I mean, do you use the same approach as in a character for theater? Um, yes, yes. Uh, similar. It's a, it's definitely a similar process. Mm -hmm. um, going through the text, writing with the stream of consciousness, um, being very, very specific about what you're doing, um, you know, the choices that you're making as the character, which you would do in any given sense. But I would say in film and television, your turnaround is a lot faster. So you don't have as much time with the character. And in my experience so far, um, I've done in film and television, um, mostly co-stars. Um, I did two co-stars this year on two shows that are gonna be coming out later this year. Um, and in both of those shows, I had like one or two lines. Yeah. Um, so basically with, with film and television, I feel like it's really important to know how you're serving the story mm -hmm. and how you're serving, you know, that episode or that moment or the moment for the main character. How are you forwarding their story? How are you forwarding their scene? Because um, that's kind of what you're there for when you're playing a co-star and even a guest star mm -hmm. is is you're you're being placed to forward the story. So how am I doing that? So that that's sort of the approach that I take in those instances, when I'm playing the lead in, in a short or a um, or a feature, I I'm doing all. I mean, I'm I'm doing all of the work that I would have been doing, you know, for for a play. Um, and then, yeah, with with the with the smaller things, it's it's more or less it's the same work, but it's a little bit more truncated and, and specific and into those two into that one moment that you're going to mm -hmm. have on screen. That's amazing. Now. Yeah. You were in several more uh, more projects, such as on, uh, on Relatable, Misconnections, Drunk Dial, Therefore I Am, Absence of Evidence, Austin at Dinner, Sid is Dead. So tell me, what are some of the of the things that you enjoy the most while doing those projects? So 
Unrelatable was my first time ever producing and acting in something. My best friend from college, Thomas, wrote that piece for us. And he was living in LA at the time. And that one is about a Instagram influencer played by my friend Thomas and his, you know, best friend from high school, Morgan, who I played, who is an aspiring writer, but mostly works at a restaurant and hates her life. Okay. Um, so the, the pilot episode, it was, it was a pilot presentation slash, you know, could have been a web series pilot episode mm. was, was about, um, you know, their dynamic living together in a one bedroom apartment and, um, you know, Morgan's best friend, Taylor, who mm. is just, you know, lays around on the couch all day, makes all this money from, um, you know, doing Instagram stuff and going to parties. And, and he, at the end of the episode, decides to help Morgan get more followers on Instagram. And it was, it was really, it was really, really fun. Um, I hope someday we can do something with it. Uh, I mean, him and I are, are producing partners and we're working. We just worked on a film called Mark's Women that's gonna be coming out next year. We uh, produced that together with a couple other friends from uh, University at Buffalo where we went to school. Um, my friend Ashley was with starting that one with me. And uh, yeah, we're, we're in a post-production for that, but Unrelatable was really special. We filmed that in my apartment, in my, my tiny little apartment. And um, it was a really small crew, very modest beginnings. It was, it was really special to us. And um, what are the other ones? Uh, uh, Misconnections was, I think, supposed to be for Instagram. I'm not sure if it ever came out, but that was really fun. Okay. They played the romantic lead for that. And um, Sid is Dead was a uh, movie that I was a co-star in that filmed in um, Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. It is filmed at a place called American High. Um, which is a high school that was converted into a soundstage in Syracuse. So I played a high school student in that one. I hope it comes out soon. It was, it was a really funny scene. Um, I got to work with um, a fellow theater company member, Eli Gonda, and that he was our director. It was so much fun. Um, and it was cool because I got to go home and see the family and then, you know, go work on a movie because I'm from Buffalo. It's like a three hour drive. Um, one of my really good friends, Natalie, uh, cast me in that film. It was, it was so much fun. We had a really good time on that. That was like a one day shoot. Um, and then what else did you say? Uh, Therefore I am. That was, that was the first movie that Brandon and I worked on in, um, Buffalo. That was the 48 hour film festival where okay. I literally had our makeup artist, um, putting drops in my eyes to keep me awake it was insane i played the lead in that and it was just hours and hours and hours and and you know night shoots and we did an entire sequence of taekwondo um yeah. and it was it was just insane it was it was so much fun though i that's really where i fell in love with filmmaking because it was my first time and i was like is it all like this is it all just like 
we're all on set for 24 hours straight. Like, I love this. Can we just do this every day? Um, I think that may have been, you know, the copious amounts of caffeine that I consumed that day. Uh, <laughs> but it, it really was. I would do it any day. That's sort of my, as much as I love being, I love to be on set. I love to be, um, you know, in a trailer. I love to uh, get my makeup done by someone. Um, th those are, I mean, that's the best. But there is something about guerrilla filmmaking. There's something about it. There's something yeah. about, you know, putting together something in 48 hours and, and just, just throwing it together and, and doing everything that you can to make it happen. Or, you know, like really, really low budget indie filmmaking. There's something about that that's just like very exciting. I think it gives me the same thrill as, you know, theater does. It's like the mm -hmm. adrenaline rush. Um, so yeah, therefore I am, I was like, ooh, this is an, uh, an adrenaline rush. This is crazy. Um, and then, uh, Austin at dinner is, was another 48, the first 48 that I did in, um, LA. And I joined this team of very, very seasoned 48 hour film festival makers. My friend, Aaron Doolittle, who's a writer, director, DP, you name it. He does literally everything. He's, okay. he's just every, every single faction of production and also a very talented actor. Um, you know, he put together the, the 48, um, the Austin at Dinner 48, and he's put together a bunch of other things. He's, he's a filmmaker like I just described. Like, he'll call me up and be like, hey, I have this 16-page script. Let's go film it in a day. I'm like, that's nuts. It's like totally dialogue heavy. It's like yeah. 15 monologues. I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. And we always get it done. It always happens. He always, you know makes it finishes the project he's he's like he's a very very talented filmmaker um so that was austin at dinner um and again I, I feel like um you know as much as theater you have like a lot of time to rehearse you become very very close with everybody you you create really meaningful connections through doing theater i think it's the, th the same thing with filmmaking you want to get together a community of people that you want to just make shit with you know and uh i think i definitely have found that with a lot of people out here so far which has been great and i think that's why i stepped into producing because i have such a wonderful community of filmmakers that are just kind of down for anything mm. yeah wow it's good stuff that is that is so amazing wow and from all of the characters that you have portrayed so far at the moment what are some of the what are some of the ones that you enjoy the most playing um i have to say uh the character that i played in mark's women the one that i just finished producing hmm. might have been my favorite character i've ever played on film so far okay she was really unhinged um she threw knives she wielded a gun um she was a really just like unhinged uh hit woman and very spunky and just out of control and i feel like i haven't had the opportunity to play a character like that and those are the types of characters that i really like itch to play mm. because it's so unlike me um, so I really get to step into, you know, I, I usually stay very calm in situations. I'm very like cool and collected. 
But with those, I just get to let go and be really just nuts. Um, kind of, it kind of gives me like the like similar vibes to uh, Bellatrix in Harry Potter. It's like very similar character that I got to play in that in Mark's Women. Um, so hoping that'll be out by next year we're in post-production for it now and um it's it, it'll happen it's just you know it's a it's a little bit of a slow go with it but it'll it'll be it'll be really fun to see it when it comes to fruition that's so cool and do you relate somehow with all of the characters that you have played at the moment yeah yeah 100 i think there's a little bit of yourself that you give to each character that you play Mm. Um, and there's a little bit of something that you take from each character that you play okay. to it's it's a really interesting and very I'm so grateful to be an actor because of that because I feel like I learned something about myself mm. every time I, I play somebody new um, it's a really It's a really beautiful experience being an actor. And I think, I think that's my favorite part. You just, you learn so much about yourself and it takes, and it teaches you a lot about empathy. Mm. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing I can take away from all of the characters that I've, that I've played is, is, um, you know, how much I, I care about them at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, And all the memories that you that you make while playing the character too. That's It's a really so, beautiful thing. That's so amazing. Now I wonder, like what motivates you to keep pursuing your, your acting career? I mean you I mean basically you you have a badass career. I mean we, we all know that. But uh, but tell me what inspires you? Like what motivates you to keep to wake up every day and just keep working hard to yeah, to to, to uh to keep building this 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 amazingness that you create. I think I really, 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 truly love it more than I've loved anything else that I've ever done. And I think I love, I think it's important to love more than one aspect of it. Mm. And I have found a love for producing. I've found a love for just being around it, yeah. just yeah. playing, being an understudy in a, in a musical, right? Or, or in a play, just just being in the room where it happens. Mm. Um, being on set as anything, as an assistant, as whatever. It's, I really think it's, it's all about the like really truly loving every single step and inch of the process and not letting anyone around you get you down about it because mm -hmm. there are a lot of There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of people who tell you you can't. Yeah. And as long as you can really, in your deepest heart of hearts, know that this is what you're meant to do. This is what you love. And even on days where you're like, this isn't what I'm meant to do. I actually hate this today. So yeah. angry today about this thing that I've decided to do. If at the end of the day, you can sit down and be like, no, this is, this is, 100% where I'm meant to be, what I'm meant to do, then, I mean, that's what motivates me to keep going. There you go. Yeah. Preach. Yeah, preach plus two. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
And my last question here, like any advice that you could give to uh, to those who recently starting Follow With Your Dreams, either in acting or in some other stuff, like what advice could you, uh, yeah, could you give to them? Surround yourself with people who motivate you, who genuinely support and love you, mm. who believe in you, and um, just start creating a community of artists and friends and supporters and mentors i would say the best place to find those people are in an acting class or any sort of production class um yeah find your community that's that's what's going to keep you in it is is having a having a strong community and group of people that you get to do this thing that you love with yeah yeah wow that's inspiring let me tell you that Bailey that's super inspiring and and I mean what can I say about your career I mean it's badass I mean you have done like so many stuff here like involved in so many projects the fact that you um like like, like how, how can I say it? the fact that you I mean like the way that you're expressing it 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 totally clears that I mean it, it totally shows that you love this 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 whole yeah like your acting career and the whole acting itself that you love it and that's really cool i think that is super inspiring and i could and, and 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 i mean those who are watching this later on the youtube or listening to the podcast or those or those who tune in i mean can totally agree that you are definitely super talented and the fact that you're putting like that much love and that much care on the on the art itself that's amazing thank you thank that's, you that's really cool now Because we've had, because we we finished the the questions here. Let me give you an epic shout out because you're epic here. So here we go. Thank you, and, and uh, massive props to you as well. You are amazing. You do so many interviews every single day with so many different actors yeah. and give all of these people a wonderful platform and you're so wonderful to chat with on here and i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed myself so thank you again so much yeah, for i mean I wouldn't, be here. i wouldn't be here if 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 it wasn't for all of for all of for all of all of you amazing people that i've interviewed i mean you guys deserve like all of the credits to be so to be that badass and awesome you guys are so well thank so, you again this so, was really really cool and, And also, thank you so much for those who tune in. If you're listening to this later on the podcast or watching this later on the YouTube, make sure that you're following Bailey. Normally, what I would say is for you to click pause, hydrate, and then follow Bailey and all of our social media. Leave a like here and there. Sharing, why not? I mean, it takes just a second. So share a lot and then come back. And uh, and again, Bailey, thank you so much. Before I send you off, I mean, I need to send you off in an epic way. So here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep having an amazing rest of the day and I can't wait to see more of your awesome work in the future and have another awesome interview with you and yeah, have an amazing rest of the day, an amazing weekend. Have just have nothing but amazing things because you're amazing and you're a bad I remember that. You as well. Thank you so so much again. There you go. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.